ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we welcome you back to 500 Mile Podcast. As always, my name is Justin Kolb, alongside Michael Skinner. Not a whole lot to talk about this week. It's uh, for once this season, seems like a pretty slow news day. Um, obviously, last week was Talladega week, but um, even then, not a ton to talk about there. Uh, Michael, I think we kind of covered it off recording that Cup was kind of what we expected, and Xfinity was kind of one that we'd like to forget. So I don't know if you have anything to touch on other than that, but I know it was a good weekend for our driver. Other than that was kind of what we expected. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we kind of saw how the next gen was, is going to be at super sweet days for the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, as everybody seems to say, you know, DBC, uh, DBC, you know, even Denny Hamlin, even junior on uh, the Dale junior download basically laid it out. The Super Speedway package is really the last thing that's, uh, you know, that's going to really be fixed. Uh, ultimately, because there's there's nothing exactly wrong with the package. The package works okay. It's not terrible. We're not running around single file at the top. Um, you know, it's it's you know, it's just tough to go three wide and it's tough to pull out and make passes because the cars are so dragged. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of when they do make that change, what what that change is going to be. Um, but as far as, as I'm concerned for the cup race, uh, you know, it, it played out exactly like, you know, Daytona did, um, you know, almost, almost right down, uh, to the amount of miles, I think, uh, at the end of the day. So, yeah, uh, like you said, good, good for our driver. And, and, and that instance kind of stole one there, a little Alex Bowman style, um, uh, unfortunate news about him this weekend, but, uh, yeah, cup race was, was a typical, Talladega Cup race with the next gen car, and then you know, with the Xfinity car up until really until the chaos kind of started to happen, the race was I thought was fantastic. Uh, you know, three wide, they could make moves, you know, they could make make decent blocks. Uh, you know, Jeb Burton was blocking blocking his tail off trying to keep those guys behind him. Some were a little iffy, uh, but ultimately, none of them were as bad as Daniel Hemricks, uh, there at, at the end there. So uh yeah ah man bunch of scary wrecks man we haven't seen seen cars get up like that in a couple in a couple years um yeah. you know that that violently i'm I'm sure we've, we've had a few flip over i mean harris harrison burton you know has comes to mind uh, you know it was a little nice little roll over there but uh man that blaine perkins one whew, that was a wallop um uh, i think i think it had totaled like nine barrel rolls i think before it came back down so that was pretty brutal um hemrick's was was pretty rough um i i will i will say that the probably one of the coolest camera angles I think ever uh, was that turn four camera uh, that was sitting on the fence as that 11 car came by and swiped that camera away. I got to admit, it, emphasis I mean, on it was, yeah, it, it was, it was probably one of like the coolest like video shots. I think that, that you could really kind of, kind of get, you know, cause you got to see the accident and then all of a sudden it was, there was nothing. Um, and I think it really shows how violent, you know, these accidents are. Um, yeah, you know, so shots like that, even the shots of, uh, like when they did the Blaine Perkins, uh, you know, barrel roll at full speed, man, we we saw the ferocity of how of how violent these race cars are this weekend. Whether it's truck, Xfinity, or Cup, um, you know, we definitely saw it from the top two uh, series this week, especially with Ryan Priest's hit. So thankfully, everybody got out um, unscathed. Unfortunately, uh, you know, rolling into the next topic with with Alex Bowman being out uh, three to four weeks with a fractured vertebrae. Uh, from a sprint car um, that he was actually racing, ironically enough, at Kyle Larson's um, sprint car event. 
yeah, he's going to be out three to four weeks, and Josh Berry is going to sub. Um, it's going to be iffy if he's going to make the All-Star race. It's kind of kind of what I heard. Um, my personal opinion, I don't think if he can't make the All-Star race, I think uh, I think Junior should come out of retirement for one race. I think that would I think that would be pretty cool. Not to, not going to happen, but it'd be cool. I was going to say not to burst your bubble there, but I have heard that if you know if someone does have a provisional to get into the All-Star race, they have to be running full time for the year. So. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. But ah, listen, I promise you, NASCAR has made up enough rules oh, in they, their lifetime. They have enough junior can, rules, yeah. So. Exactly. They they they'll get junior into that into that they, damn race. They can get one more out of it. So, yeah, um, sucks for Alex Bowman. The second season in a row that he has been out due to injuries. So obviously, last year not really of his own doing. So um, it's a shame that happened. But we wish wish him all the best and a speedy recovery. And uh, um. Yeah, hope he can get back in the car soon. Um, I mean, really, other than that, uh, this week, in terms of news, not a whole lot to report. Obviously, we know that Chase Elliott was added to the tops or the greatest 75 last week. And then this week, the names that were announced were was Carl Edwards, Ron Hornaday Jr., and Jeff Burton as of now. Repping my boy Ron Hornaday here today. Um, him in the truck series was one of the was pretty much what I grew up on and I loved Ron Hornaday back in the day. Um, I still hate that he lost that 2008 championship to Johnny Benson, but made it up the next year. And obviously we know Carl Edwards and Jeff Burton's legacy on this sport. Um, Carl Edwards, so many close calls to getting that championship, Jeff Burton, the mayor and um, Chase Elliott already a champion of the sport. And I mean, he's, there's no telling where his career is going to go at this point. It's only up from here. It seems like so. Um, definitely four that deserve to be on this list. I feel, um, Michael, I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think honestly, I, I think that they're all deserving from, from different aspects. Um, you know, Clyde right there, he, he's a, a champion at, at 27 years of age. And like you said, it, there's no telling where, uh, where his career kind of will go from here. Um, uh, honestly, you know, he's at the best organization, you know, that's been in the NASCAR cup series for uh, the past 30 years, um, at, you know, at this point. So uh, I think he just saw, you know, signed a long-term contract and so did Napa. So they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, that nine car is going to be a constant threat for the next 10, 15 years, uh, you know, at, at the, at the least. Uh, and then as far as Carl, the man that has more, more nicknames uh, than, than anybody ever seen without a championship, uh, you know, honestly, well-deserved, uh, you know, you go back to, you know, his, his two opportunities to win a championship. And if you, if you, you know, take it for what it's worth, technically him and him and Tony Stewart are, are co-champions of 2011. They just had to tie break it um, with some wins, but uh, well, des- well-deserving, uh, you know, his, his exit from, from, you know, the motorsports, you know, in, in general was, was a shock to a lot of people. Um, you know, I still think we have 1000 more questions and we do have answers on, on, you know, what happened there. Uh, but it was nice to see that he was over at track house racing, uh, this past weekend, which, uh, you know, nobody's, everybody's going to get their hopes up that he's going to be in the 91 car and you never know, maybe, he'll, maybe he'll make a, uh, you know, an exception for, for one race and come back. But I think there's a lot of things that has to change before I think Carl would ever, ever want to come back. Um, as far as Ron Hornaday, uh, you know, what's, what's there really, 
you can't there's nothing really you can say that kind of diminishes uh you know him being in the top 75 that's for sure i mean the man was phone called by you know Dale Earnhardt himself to to come drive the the truck for RCR and then brought him into the uh, Xfinity series and into the Cup series um you know so when when Dale Earnhardt makes that phone call to get you there you, that that's telling you something right there uh and then you got the mayor man he's uh Jeff Burton he's he loved New Hampshire that's for sure but uh you know I I un- I unfortunately think that he went through a point in his career where he just went up against some of the best ever in, in, in the sport. Um, you know, I think had his time come five years earlier or five years later, uh, you know, it might have been a, a different story. But, uh, you know, you look kind of through his career, he had to go through Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt. Then he had Jimmy Johnson, uh, you know, his own teammates and Greg Biffle and Kurt Busch, um, you know, and he beat some of the best out there. So well-deserving. I'm curious to see, you know, what what's to come. Um, I don't know exactly what this we should probably keep track of what number this is uh you know for for later on that would help but um you know we're they're rolling through them pretty quick they're rolling through them pretty quick um you know we we probably have less than i would say probably two weeks to go right i think it is i think the all-star race is going to be the the final announcement um so which you know in my opinion you'll probably see Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick probably on the last week. That's just kind of my opinion on how that's going to work out. Um, but there's a few drivers that I know that I hope uh, hope to see in there, um, which is kind of what I wanted to ask you real quick is, you know, out of all of the names that have been picked, what are some of the names that you think are deserving um, that may be kind of under the radar and being, you know, a top 75 in all of NASCAR? That's a great question. I mean, the easiest one is just to steal what we were talking about before we started recording. You had thrown out the name Matt Crafton, and I mean, his resume speaks for himself as well. Um, Obviously, he's kind of in the twilight of his career at this point, but um, I mean, even still, um, three championships down in the truck series, um, colorful resume down there as well. Can't beat that. Um, And I mean, I don't really know anyone else really that hasn't been announced already i'd probably have to sit and think about it for a while i don't know if you have anybody off the top of your head that you can think of um i I think there's a few um a few in the truck series past that that could probably go up there Uh, you know you got the lights of todd bodine you know johnny benson uh you know i think there's quite a few few names that you know were truck series staples uh you know back in the day that that can certainly be on that list um you know, kind of the same thing in Xfinity. Uh, Jeff Green, uh, you know, that uh, that number 10 Nesquik car was was iconic. I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, anybody from, you know, our generation of, you know, being 5 to 10 years old, remember that Nesquik number 10 car. Uh, I race with that guy in a league now. It's funny. You know, run, running around. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think those are a few that are, are certainly deserving, and it'll be curious to see. Uh, you know where where we go uh, where we go from here. I, I would like to say that I'd like to see less less you know Cup Series drivers. Uh, they have accomplished a lot in their careers, but I think that in NASCAR as a whole, uh, you know, there's there's quite a few accomplished race car drivers outside of outside of that realm that uh, could could certainly go up there as well. For sure, for sure. So yeah, definitely hope to see, as you said, a little bit more of the recognition to the lower guys for sure, because a lot of those guys definitely deserve some of that credit as well. Like I know we had Randy LaJoy that was added to that list this year. So 
um, more guys like that is only going to help that list. So, um, I guess really quickly here, Michael, it's not on the list, but I do kind of want to talk about a little bit the meeting that the drivers and the sanctioning body and Goodyear had this week. Um, and obviously, I know there's not a whole lot of information out there, but the little that we have um, made it sound like it was pretty promising to these guys on sort of what was coming. Obviously, a lot of the stuff that they talked about is probably going to be rolled out next year because there's not a whole lot that you can do this year other than the tire compounds, which is what Goodyear um, came out and said that was basically, you know, last year we were pretty conservative because it was a brand new car, didn't know what it was going to do, didn't want to add to the issues that that car had with blowouts and stuff like that, which um, I agree with was pretty, that was, you know, acceptable. But obviously this year, we're going back to some of those tracks now, and it sounds like they're going to start getting a little bit more aggressive with that. Um, I think we heard the drivers at a New Hampshire tire test yesterday talk about how obviously that's not going to be the savior for this car this year, but um, obviously it's going to be a step in the right direction to help with some of the issues that these guys have had. Cause that's, that's been one of the key talking points is there is no tire fall off really with this car and, Obviously, if they're trying to be safe about it, that explains a lot. So, um, sounds like they're going to get a little bit more aggressive at it. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Michael, as we move forward into the season? I'll kind of believe it when I see it. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, Goodyear is in, in the tire business. They don't they don't want tires blowing out. Uh, and there's going to be such with this race car. I think there's going to be such a thin line between wearing out enough to where teams aren't blowing out tires um, and just having no fall off. Uh, I certainly think that if the teams get what they want from Goodyear, um, I think NASCAR and Goodyear both need to uh, need to take out the variable, uh, which is going to be, you know, tire, uh, tire pressure. Um, you know, they mandate say 15, you know, 15 PSI, but the cup car cup cards are out there on the, on nine, you know, um, and we're going to get to the point where if it's a softer compound, that you know, nine percent, you know that that nine uh, percent PC uh, PSI is going to be a problem, um, you know, for for a softer compound, um, and we're going to see and we're going to see tire failures, and it's not going to be Goodyear's fault. Uh, so I do think that if Goodyear goes that way, I definitely think that NASCAR and Goodyear both need to implement, you know, that the lowest you can possibly go is that, um, you know, fifteen psi. You know, at, at the lowest there. I think that's just for the teams themselves to to save them the heartache, but also, uh, you know, to help Goodyear manufacture. I mean, all other series have PSI, um, you know, that that they can't breach. Uh, you know, I mean, look look at what happened in IMSA. You know, they they breached the the PSI limit and they got, you know, massive massive penalty. Uh, you know, by making it look like there was more tire pressure than there actually was. So. Uh, other series have it. I think it's something that NASCAR needs to implement. I think it'll help Goodyear out a little bit, and it'll also take some of the blame away from Goodyear um, off their shoulder a little bit. Uh, you know, because I think I think I don't remember who said it, it was either Denny or or, or Junior, but you know they kind of said it right. It's not always the tires' fault; it's the race team's fault of why some of the tires blow. Uh, whether it's camber, caster, you know, tire pressure itself, all of those things are variable that Goodyear just can't test for because what they test with might be completely different, you know, when they come back. So um, I think there's things that NASCAR and Goodyear need to do to limit these teams on 
things they can do to produce that racing if that's what we want as a softer tire. Because I guarantee you if they go out there and they're blowing three or four tires every race weekend, I guarantee you that that soft tire that is going to produce really good racing is going to stop real quick. Um, and so that's that's one thing. Uh, the one thing that I that I will kind of say is, uh, I don't know if you saw Christopher Bell and Chase Elliott's comments about the horsepower. Um, uh, Christopher Bell called the motor uh, gutless. Um, and it, it does seem like the consensus, there's a lot of talk that, you know, getting them to 750 isn't really that hard. Uh, you know, from, from what I've heard and what I've read, it's really just a spacer, a spacer change. Uh, could easily get them to 150 probably by, you know, the end of the month, if that's something that NASCAR wanted to do. Again, just kind of from, from Chase and, and uh, Christopher's comments to that question, it, it seems like that is the farthest thing uh, from what NASCAR wants to do. You know, I kind of talked last week on it. I'm pretty sure it's because they're they're working as hard as they can to introduce that electric factor into it um, to get that number back up to say, you know, 750, 800. That's going to be their big shock and awe about it. Uh, you know, they want that wow factor when it comes out that, you know, our motor produces 670 and then, uh, you know, we get another 130 from, uh, you know, from the electric motor. Um, and that's kind of, I, I think, the way that NASCAR wants to go with it. But uh, it is kind of nice that there's creating traction uh you're not only creating traction with fans with that with the horsepower numbers uh industry leaders are, are talking about it engine builders are talking about it race teams are talking about it um and it's a topic that's being brought up every week uh, and that's one thing is i think if we talk about it enough i think nascar will be kind of put into a corner um to where they're gonna have to make a decision whether they're going to tell us what the future is of why we're running 670 to give us hope for the future or they're going to have to at least try the 750 and either prove that it doesn't work to us or hope that it doesn't work because then we're going to want even more, you know. Uh, so I think out of the weekend, I love that Goodyear is willing to do that. Again, I'll believe it when I see it. We're still a long way out. They would have to reproduce every single tire for every single racetrack. That is 100% not going to happen in 2023. Um, that is going to be a 2024 at the Clash of Coliseum, wherever we're going to go. Uh, for short track wise, that's going to be kind of when that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, it, it's nice to hear that there's movement. It's nice to get a little bit more information, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that we're getting from the race teams. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good news. Anytime we get information, it's good news. For sure. And it's good to hear that, um, you know, for once the teams are, I guess, encouraged by the news that came out of nascar so um i guess we'll uh have to wait and see what the future holds with this but i'm glad that we uh finally got some good news out of the nascar garage this week in terms of that so again been a pretty slow news week got a few other things to touch michael you want to run through them real quick uh yeah just a little little updates um jordan taylor was out running a uh a late model um i'm assuming it's probably one of dale jr's if i had to guess um but um i think that's pretty cool um he seemed to enjoy it uh you know anytime you can do that little bit of crossover you never know he might end up end up in a, in a track house car uh, here soon or you might end up you know in a xfinity car for for dale jr um i think it would be pretty cool to see him on a, on a short track or something uh maybe even bristol i know jordan really wants to race at bristol um, and then Tony Brownier making her first truck series start at Kansas with Victoria's Secret, uh, you know, on the truck. Again, uh, 
it's always for Tricon nice garage to, by the way yeah for tricon uh, garage for trd uh she's coming up from the arca series uh big jump um curious to see on how it's going to go um you know regarding her arca arca stats they're they're not very good but we'll kind of see uh you know we'll hold court after afterwards to say if it was a pay ride or if, or if she actually deserved it so we'll kind of see where that goes uh you know whenever somebody makes their first start always kind of i i personally think that if you can run top tw- top 20 um you know, regardless of how your day goes, if you can finish in the top 20, uh, I think you'll have a pretty good day. Um, so that will be interesting to watch. For sure. And that's going to be coming up in a few weeks. The trucks have quite a few weeks off before we go back to racing at Kansas. So uh, looking forward to that. And I guess with that, we will switch gears from Talladega slash news for the week on to Dover. Um, forecast isn't looking too fantastic for the weekend, but we'll hope for the best. And we will start out with the A game 200. Michael, who are you picking as your winner for that race? Um, hmm. Oh, Carson Hosovar. Oh, we haven't talked about him for a while. Will he really not wreck somebody on purpose? We shall see. Ooh, my man Rajas in the 45. He will have a driver's eye camera this weekend. Saw that. It'd be pretty cool. Okay. I'm going to go... Man, it's tough to bet against those JGR cards. Um, but, man, I'm going to I'm gonna pick... I, he's, he's so close. I'm going to pick Sheldon. I got I to pick Sheldon Creed again. I feel like that if he could ever just win one, he would win a thousand. Yeah, and he's like you said, he's very close. So, see if he gets it this weekend. I'm gonna go with the seven of Justin Allgaier. It's probably who I picked last time we were here, but it's okay because I'm gonna pick him again because he's pretty good at Dover. So. How did you not pick the guy who won there last time and your favorite Xfinity Series driver? Because I think Justin is due. You could have doubled up. You could have went. You could have went JB for two races in a row. I could, but next week is another week. That's true. Oh, especially, oh could you imagine if if, if he somehow gets? I, he won't. He won't. But like, could you imagine if Josh Berry got a waiver for North Wilkesboro? Oh, I think he'd wear him out. Who knows? I really he, may be, do. He's, he may be in the car for that weekend. He'll probably have to go through the the open, but you know, I can still listen, make it up. I, I think he'd wear him out. I think so as well. All right. Who are you picking for the worth 400? I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. Well, I'm going to pick the man, Kevin Harvick, because he has his own corner named after him this weekend. Dover has uh, for turn four, instead of calling it turn four, it's Harvick four. So how can you bet against that? You know what? I cannot believe the person I cannot believe who is racing here is Jimmy Johnson. How is he going to skip his best racetrack? That's true. Makes you think. I, I, I saw that, and I'm like, I cannot believe that he is not on the... Like, I was actually shocked. Especially with how bad the legacy... They went from... Uh, they were worse. Richard Petty left, and they, they're worse now. That's sad. Yeah. Let me uh, see. Not really. I hope Eric Jones goes to the fourth. I'm a big Eric Jones fan, you know. I can tell. Um, 
Oh, man, who am I going to pick? Definitely not going to pick the eight car or the three car. They're going to suck. Actually, actually, he's got Justin Alexander back. Austin Dillon, he might actually run top 15. With his uh, one of three crew chiefs that he's had over the years? One or of, I guess, yeah. I guess over the past five years, I should say. It's like they just like repurpose. Like, I don't understand. They're trying to make something work that just doesn't work, but. Why wouldn't you Come just go get work. somebody else instead of like repurposing? Well, what point is it not the crew chief's fault? Like, like pretty soon they're going to get Larry Mack to be on the pit box. Like I said, at what point is it not the crew chief? Anyways, who are you picking? Well, I mean, in fairness, our race car driver has been running like shit. <laughs> and it's not, and I don't but, think it's, I don't think notably it's the driver better. or the crew chief. But notably better. Somehow. Somehow the average finish is somehow better. Oh, bro, that's how bad last year was. Hmm. Uh, all right. Um, man, I I really hate to do it. I really do. Um, I'm gonna have to. I, you know, I think this is the week that Truex is gonna break break his bubble. I like and Get it. back into the win column. I like it. Isn't his uh? Yeah, his brother is also racing this week in Xfinity, so. You could have doubled down on the Truex family if you wanted to, but... Yeah, I could have picked Ryan Truex Jr. He almost won an Xfinity race there. What was it, 2012 or so? 2011? Yep, yep that damn lap car. Fucked damn it up for everybody. Car. All right, well, I think that about does it. I know we got some racing this weekend. I know F1 is back. Michael, what else we got going on this weekend for racing? Uh, yeah, we'll start with uh, with IndyCar. They are at Barber Motorsports Park uh, this weekend. Uh, we have F1 uh, at the Azerbaijan GP, and it is going to be the first sprint race of the year to uh, to you know how to set the lineup for the big race on Sunday. So uh, anybody that's ever watched Azerbaijan GP, you know, kind of the carnage that kind of happens there. Uh, so adding a sprint race is definitely going to make it interesting. That would have that would have been like if they added a, a sprint race to Dakota for the Cup Series. Um, definitely would have would have been interesting. Uh, we have MotoGP at Circuit de Jerez. Uh, Supercross is on their last of three uh, races for the year for Supercross before they move into outdoor season. They are at Nashville. And the WEC uh, Endurance is going to be at Spa for a six-hour event on the 29th. So uh, quite a few hours of racing to watch this weekend, even if the Cup, cup race gets a little bit of rain. It um, will definitely be something interesting uh, to watch out. I did find out that a fun fact that even though it is the Monster Mile, they will not be running the rain tires because it's considered an intermediate track. Even yeah, I think that seems no. I like think it's due to the banking. I think it's due to the banking because I don't think they're going to do that on Bristol either. I think that's what it comes down to. Why not? What are they afraid the, of? The banking. They don't. They'll obviously, it's a little extreme. Listen, so I think they're just being listen, cautious. Listen, listen, they haven't. They're not even going to use them anyways. So listen, what does it matter? Listen, listen. Uh, I have personally seen race cars at Daytona race on the banking in the rain. I'm just saying. I don't know. You can't argue. Like I said, they're going to have the tires and not use them anyway. So what, what difference does it make if they're at the racetrack or not? 
That's not true. They use it when it's dry. And then say 90, we okay, ran yeah, rain tires. My bad. my bad. 90% dry. So they can go back to the executives and say, look what good job we did. That's like that's like saying I walked a mile, came back, and said I ran it. <laughs> Same thing. That is that is the perfect analogy for that, actually. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, same thing. All right. Well, a little bit of a short one this week for, I mean, it was a slow news week anyway. So uh, I guess we will uh, hope that Dover is pretty dry this weekend. And uh, obviously, if not, got a whole bunch of other racing to make up for it. So uh, I think that's all I got. Michael, you can take us home here. As always, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. It really does go a long way. Uh, please leave us a comment. We have our Twitter handles down at the bottom there. Uh, you know, leave us a, a comment as well. Uh, but yeah, other than that, plenty of racing going on this weekend. Uh, hopefully NASCAR kind of dodges the rain. Uh, I think the race races at Dover were, were pretty good last year with the next gen. So I have high hopes. Uh, but yeah. Other than that, have a wonderful, uh, wonderful evening and a wonderful weekend of racing, and we'll catch you guys this time next week.